When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield, welcome to the post-game show presented by St. Joseph, your primary partner for primary care and the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. Once again, here is the voice of Texas A&M Basketball, Andrew Monaco. The fight Texas Aggies with a 67-61 win over Arkansas. They advance. It's so funny, John, that the two seed advances, right? Two's playing 10. That's like a, and I was joking yesterday, the 7-10 matchup of Arkansas-Auburn, we see that on Saturdays, right? Right, right. That's how deep and talented this conference is. I agree with you. Sure, the two advances, but it took an awful lot of work, and the 10 was absolutely going to go down fighting, but I love what you said. Physicality matched. Second half, what do we have to do? It's funny, everyone's going to ask Buzz, what did you say at the half? He's probably going to say, hey, do us. Get back to being us. And that second half was Aggie basketball where everybody contributed. But Henry Coleman, if he doesn't have that performance in the early part, they're still down double digits. But they were able to creep back from there. And when they took the lead, John, they never gave it back. What you also like about it is the discipline that the team is committed to in the second half. 
Henry got touches, right? This is what we have to do now. So let's don't let's don't quite attack as far as we go in the rim. Only had like three block shots that I think they had in the second half. Yeah. You know, and did an unbelievable, as strong as we say they are and what they can do, which they are, A&M out rebounds. It was 43 to 26. Plus 17. Seven. How do you do that? And you a know? plus nine on the offensive glass. Impressive. And, you know, that's one of the strengths that they have. And then the, the, it, it, one of the things we're talking about, fast break points. They had 15 fast break points. Most of those were in the first half. If, I, yes. if, I, if you recall in this, think about it. as much as they dominated the paint, A&M 36 points in the paint to their 28. Man, that's really something. Just 40-27 with 18-27 to play. Coleman hit a couple of free throws. Then Makai Mitchell got the dunk. So that 13-point lead. When you talk about this, uh, we you know we we use it a lot. Bend them your way, right? Yeah. Uh, they were shooting a phenomenal percentage, 54% at halftime. Bend them to 40% for the game. A&M was not shooting well. We shot 42%. Mm. So got more shots, shot a higher percentage, and only made one three-pointer and still won the game. Well, that's Dexter Dennis hitting the three. And you know what? I like my favorite shot of Dexter's today. Well, my favorite play was solo with the, the jam. From okay. Boots? We forgot to boots, ask him yeah. about it. Darn it. Yeah. But how about how about the reverse layup amongst the bigs? He gets up and, you know, we know he can jump, but he gets up and hangs, tucks and goes under and comes uses up on the other. uses that rim and puts the spin on it. Uh, what a play. What a play. So for the Aggies, they got their first lead since 2-0 when Dexter Dennis with a layup, 46-45. Arkansas got it right back. Anthony Black with a layup. Taylor, the jumper, in the paint. The last time Arkansas led was 51-50 on the Devontae Davis lay-in. After that, marble, three-point play, in the hook, in the paint. Taylor, the layup, and then Aggies never trailed after that. They went up 53-51 and never looked back. Arkansas last night, Auburn took the lead. Arkansas took it right back. Auburn could never get it back. When the Aggies got it, they assumed control. Combination of executing on offense, but they got the defense. You know, we talked Wade Taylor with two points in the first half. Nick Smith was one for 10 in the second half for Arkansas. One for 10. I, the, the defense on him, shots that he wanted to take, but he was taking shots away from other teammates that's well, why I said it's you know, they were three and six with him in the last nine games. Yeah, I love the defensive change that A&M uh, did in the second half. Uh, went to more of the zone. They, they dabbled with it a little bit in the first half, but it got them completely out of the flow that they were in. Half court trap back to a one, two, two. And then what they do, they interchange it sometimes and they're switching man to man or they're five. It confuses you. You just saw a puzzled look from Arkansas. They were playing no fear downhill in the first half. Second half, it was kind of pick your way. And during that time, Aggies know our advantage. And then instead of having empty possessions on the other end, it frustrated Arkansas a little bit more because the lead kept shrinking, kept shrinking, kept shrinking, and still trying to figure it out. You love change, just giving a different yeah, look. Yeah, different look. It, and the Aggies embraced that. Be good, but this was good, but Point. <laughs> they were about 50% from shooting five for 20 from three. We knew that they were kind of streaky. 0 three for eight, second half. 0 for eight. We knew that was it. Now, that's, that's coaching, though. You don't panic. That's teams understanding and believing. 
And they go, when you say, hey, the, the, the percentages will catch up with them, you really don't know that you because don't. it's just the sport. But they are numbers that reflect a, a trend or tendency over the course of a year. And you know what they average from three? What? Five makes a game in 16 attempts. So they took four more, right? Mm -hmm. Which they didn't take the threes. I said they were kept attacking. We kept those little rim runs right baseline right. or from the wing from them because of that defense and sometimes they had to settle and sometimes the aggie defense was so good i'm thinking of the one that you talked about they walled them off and kept that ball on the one side they got an awful shot and yeah, then that it, rebound because it was such a, a lopsided the aggies were getting that rebound and, and, one and what happens if you're active and you got your hands up and you're moving anticipation You've shut down that window, that passing ability to see. You're seeing short. You don't see long. You don't see cross court. There's guys that might be open, but you just can't see it because of how you're moving and what you're doing defensively. And you had a great effort on the half court defense in the second half. They averaged 13 and a half assists and had 11. Sometimes it got very individual. And I, I also understand assists, you get one when the, buck, when the ball goes through. I get it. But we saw a lot of one-on-one -on -one instead of sharing that basketball. They're so good at that, and, and, that and, extra pass, and the interior passing they do. They did. They did a great job and kind of got away from that. But give AM credit, too. I mean, I'm going to give Arkansas credit. Defensively, they were really, really good. They bothered us in the first half, and it, was, it wasn't easy. When they ratcheted up and we got the little bit of a lead, that was toughness. Mm. That, hang, that hung on to the basketball. Great decision-making, great passing, great catches, and getting it to the right people. They're going to be a problem for some teams. They play like in the this, NCAA tournament, approach, right? And then they're doing it now. Smith's getting more acclimated. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to keep. I don't know. It's that mesh is not there for them yet. I don't think. No. Council was averaging 16 a game at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he came in over 16 points. Johnny went for seven last night and five tonight. Yeah, that's a that's a big factor. Again, I've seen people. You see Tyrese got that spunk. Great talking to him no, at the him. end of the game. And just, you know, the sincerity, yeah. uh, the clear-headedness about what it takes to win, and, and his application day in and day out is phenomenal. And, again, if he doesn't have those eight points, it's not even a 13-point deficit at the half. He was so big in that. But when you rewind, like that's we, – we've said this time and again. Everybody contributes something. Henry carried them for a little bit, then four. But then you look a little closer. Oh, yeah, Boots made that pass. Oh, yeah, that was an extra pass by so-and-so. Oh, that was a smart inbound. Oh, that was Dennis uh, able to get through a double team. And everyone contributes. And when they walk off the floor, everybody has a piece of this victory. Yeah, we, it's, we're kind of a broken record again, but that is the M.O. of this team. Yeah. And anybody that plays. And, again, everybody wants to play 40 minutes. Sure. Everybody sure. does. Yep. And. And to understand the importance of rotations, when and where I get to come in the game, and then be ready to perform and do. And a great example of that is Solomon Washington. Oh. How, how far has that guy come? How much fun is he having in this? The dunk, how about the run down the floor and block the shot at the other end, too? How about the trust for him to guard Nick Smith yeah. at the end? And right? I, think, I think he did come up with another steal. It wasn't quite as dramatic as it was uh, against Alabama, but he is all over the place. He's a guy when he's in the game you got to account for because yeah. he can rise up in an occasion and shock the world. So in a nutshell, 
This team, man. This team. This team. <laughs> Much more of our St. Joseph Health postgame show to come. St. Joseph's your primary partner for primary care and the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. We will have our Wells Fargo winning moments. We hope to be getting the press conferences live. We are hooked into those. The Aggie 67-61 winners. They'll take on the winner of this next game. They're warming up. The Kentucky Wildcats and the Vanderbilt Commodores. But the Aggies have moved on to the semifinals with a 67-61 win over Arkansas. Boop. <laughs> this is Aggie basketball from Learfield. Fighting Texas Aggies 67-61 win on to the semifinals tomorrow. It will be the second game of the day. The first will come at noon, and that will be Missouri and Alabama. And then it will be Texas A&M versus the winner of the game that's about to start, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. The Aggies, the 67-61 win. Here are our Wells Fargo winning moments. Lays it up on the left baseline. No good. Boots offensive rebound over Mitchell off the glass. Dances in from the left side. Offensive rebound. Second chance points right off the bat for AM. Nearly stolen by Taylor. Poked free. It is a steal by four. He pokes it to marble number 57 for Wade Taylor the fourth. He dribbles with the left hand into the front court. Crossover dribble. He's on the left side of the lane. Bet up top to Boots. Boots has Devontae Davis on him. Marble comes up high to set a screen. Boots will use it. Going to the right. Stop and go. Down the right lane line. Kick to Dexter Dennis in the right corner. Drives the right baseline. Goes up and he grabs it. Right past Mikel Mitchell. Bradford stop and go on the left wing. Kick back out to Taylor. Taylor above foul line extended. Double team. Now Walsh. He's the only one there. In the right corner. Dex for three. Buried it. Dexter Dennis. He hits three. He's got five. And Buzz calls timeout. Four, top of the arc, inside for Marble. Marble spins to his right. There's the hook, short, rebound. Coleman puts it in, he's fouled. Undercut by Anthony Black. Coleman, a big second half. Cuts Arkansas's lead to 42-35. 12-10 to play. Taylor, down the right lane line. Hits two, Arkansas, Razorback scoops it in. He split between two of them, put it off the glass and in. It's a two-point lead, 44-42. In the left corner, driving left baseline, Dex up and under and in, and the Aggies lead for the first time since they scored the first two points of the game. 46-45 A&M. Arkansas seesaws ahead, 47-46, stop and go on the right wing. On black, off glass and in, Wade Taylor the fourth, banks it in, and the Aggies go back up top. 51-50 as Boots comes across the timeline with 7.45 to play in the second half. Straight away, Gordon. Gordon, up fake, feeds inside for Marble. Marble with a hook, counted and one! He's fouled by Makai Mitchell! Three-point Aggie lead, Arkansas with the ball. Walsh on the right baseline. Walsh in the paint, got Garcia in the air, stripped by Taylor. Another steal for him, and they've got numbers. Taylor all the way to the hoop with the left hand, he lays it in! He's got to get into the front court. Splits two defenders, pitches to Boots. Boots on the right side, lob, Washington with the jam! 65-57 A&M! It's our St. Joseph Health postgame show. Buzz Williams, Wade Taylor, Henry Coleman III. After this one. It's us. And uh, there is layers to how you get guys to be that successful at the rim. And so my brother Paul goes and his skill, I think, is it's the combination of the two. 
Hand the mic on down there. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Um, Buzz, so many times this year you've, uh, I don't know how many times you've said, you've commented about your team doesn't flinch and pressure situations, but did they take it to an, another extreme tonight? Yeah, we were we, we were not very good uh, in the first half. That's a credit to Arkansas. Uh, for being in foul trouble, I think, is a little unsettling. Uh, we tried to play him offense for defense as best we could. Nine turnovers is not good. Nine block shots is not good. The reason they shot 55% is 18 times we gave them the ball and never got our defense set. And so the compound effect to that is we're playing in a broken floor defensively. They're going to shoot and score at a high percentage. And so now all of a sudden, without four playing, now we have to play slower. And so uh, we did a really good job on the glass. I think that we had uh, maybe nine or 10 offensive rebounds in the first half. So when we didn't turn it over, which wasn't often, and when we didn't get a block shot, which wasn't often, we got an offensive rebound. But we were much more under control, off two feet, uh, and being able to get stops so that we can play early offense a little better. We're dependent upon early offense. We're dependent upon offensive rebounds. But to his point, we're also dependent upon free throw makes. If you have that high a turnover rate and that high of a block percentage, you're not going to get offensive rebounds. Very good. And you're for sure not going to get fouled. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a two-parter, if that's okay. Um, Hogstats, uh, the website, he's a really reliable stat Say it guy. one more time. There's a website out there called hogstats.com, and he's super reliable. I want to study it. Okay, it's, you can follow it on Twitter. And um, he, he tweeted out that Arkansas had won 78 straight games and led by 13 or more at halftime going back to, uh, like, 2007 or so. I have to look Is it that up. right? Yeah, so obviously when, when – and they bank in a three, and, you're th you know, I'm thinking well, Arkansas is in pretty good shape. Probably a lot of people – I don't know what you were – what were you thinking, and what do you think about that stat that they'd won 78 straight and you guys broke that streak? I, I didn't know the stat. I, I think that speaks to the first uh, question. Just – really good players and a Hall of Fame coach. I, we were just out of sorts. I, I wasn't necessarily, like I told the team, I wasn't necessarily concerned about Arkansas in the second half. I was more concerned about us at least getting in a position to worry about Arkansas. We, we were never in a groove. That's completely Arkansas. But we had no shot if we didn't get back to more of our identity and more of the recipe that we need to follow. Um, I think our guys understood that. I, I think uh, there's multiple, multiple examples of when things weren't right in a game, after a game, they've had the ability to respond. It doesn't necessarily mean the result is going to work out the right way. But our guys, even though that's not a stat, as a group, their response throughout the season has been phenomenal. Okay, we've got time for two more questions. Let's take the other one right here on the end, and then we'll go to the middle. Hey, Coach, two questions. Uh, first, what was the importance of those two late timeouts uh, to you? I shouldn't have used the last one. It was 15.8 when I called it. Uh, I, I, I was just anxious. Uh, and I think when we're more calm, we're better. They have to foul. But it was broken floor, bobbled ball. No, 
let's stop. Uh, I thought the two before that were right, uh, and I thought the execution out of that was good. But the last one, even when I called it, I, I told four, I said, my fault. And G was saying, no, it's great. And I was like, it's only great if you guys finish this the right way, uh, because it's side out, and we need to throw it towards their basket so we get the 10 seconds in the backcourt. But that's dangerous, particularly when three is guarding four. If, if you don't complete the pass, it's a layup, and now it's a completely different game. Keep going. And then uh, the backstory on the home run kind of pass to, to Tyrese, what, what, how did you draw that yeah, one? Yeah, you, you've seen that a couple of times. Uh, I, think, I think we did it twice earlier in the year. I think one was non-conference and one, it, maybe both of them were conference play. Um, Drake, Dre's a quarterback, uh, maybe a better quarterback uh, than combo guard. And if he wouldn't have broke his wrist, I think he would have played football at a high level. Um, we knew they were going to foul, and so we're playing with four good free throw shooters. And our press offense is really not designed for four guards. And uh, uh, some of the possessions leading up to that, I didn't think we were really sure in our press offense. I want four to have the ball, but I thought four made some uncharacteristic decisions over the last minute and a half. And then the last time out was when Boots was, his Baja was out of whack. And so I at least wanted the ball coming towards me. They're more athletic. They're taller, they're longer. We, we need to get the ball out of there. And I, I think there was a timeout prior to that. Either it was, that may have been my third timeout. Oh, it was a review. It was a review. And I just told the guys, hey, we, gotta, we have a name for the call. We have to do this. And Dre, you're the quarterback. And Boots, you're the wide receiver. And you got to complete the pass. Okay, last question on third row in the middle. Henry talked about it a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on the energy from Solomon, Andre? And <laughs> it's so pure. Uh, he's grown up so much. Uh, and we've been very reliant on Andy and Solo. I would say throughout the month of February for sure. I thought both of those guys were phenomenal uh, in our first game this month. Uh, uh, Andy has continued to find ways to help us that's not necessarily in the box score. And it's a little bit of an accountability thing. Um, I thought Henry and Jew were combined the worst that they had been at Mississippi State. We subbed Solo and Andy in earlier than normal, and they played great. And I think it holds Henry and Jew accountable but I think that Dexter Dennis's daily example to mature, competitive learner spirit has really impacted Solo. And I thought in the month of February, he's, he's the funniest person on our team. It's not close. Everybody adores him. But he's had a, a very good 40 days of growth from a maturity standpoint, understands the value of a possession, has been very accepting of what we need him to do and has not tried to get outside of that rails, those rails. And it's, I think he had seven rebounds on last Saturday, which were ginormous. And at that time, 
uh, Henry and Jew had zeros, zero defensive rebounds, zero offensive rebounds, and Solo and Andy were superb. Thank you. Buzz Williams. Wade Taylor, Henry were there as well, 67-61. It's our St. Joseph Health postgame show. You heard our Wells Fargo winning moments a little bit before that. Wells Fargo is the official bank of Texas A&M Athletics. And just the way Buzz says it, everybody contributed. You always love, like you say, I jokingly said with you over the course of the season, the Solomon Washington effect. Right. Is your way of confirming that, saying you got to know where he is at all times. And he has grown up before our eyes, hasn't he? Yeah, we've used this term before also. They're not placeholders. No. They're people that are going to make plays. And uh, if you're on the floor, you're there for a reason. And what's so cool about it is they know the reason they're there on the floor. Yeah. You know, if it's for Hayden to come in and, and pop a three or, or be a threat for a three, he, that's what he's there for. If it's for Solo, to, and his his role is has just grown or morphed as he's gained more experience and understands how this game's played at this level. Yeah. And uh, there's one thing about it, he's got a supreme amount of confidence, man, oh, man. <laughs> but he's, he's played more under control, and that's saying a lot because he plays 100 miles an hour. But what he does, he keeps himself in situations where he's not fouling or he's not, you know, overcommitting defensively. He's staying in plays, which I think that's experience, and that's just from playing time and, and loving every minute of it. We still have to preview what's ahead for tomorrow for Texas A&M. Take on the winner of Kentucky and Vanderbilt playing right now. That's when the St. Joseph postgame show rolls on. 67-61, Texas A&M advances to the semifinals tomorrow afternoon. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Fighting Texas Aggies defeat Arkansas 67-61. They'll take on the winner of Kentucky and Vanderbilt 6-4 Kentucky. With 15 and a half minutes to play in this first half. The first game tomorrow, the first semifinal is Alabama and Missouri. One seed versus four seed. It's going to be the two seed versus either the three or the six tomorrow. Aggies lost at Kentucky, one of their three conference losses. And they held on against Vanderbilt. This is a different team, what uh, Jerry Stackhouse has done. There's no Liam Robbins. Now, we did not see Robbins, but Ezra Magnon is running the point, running it very, very well. Uh, and Buzz has talked about the sets that they run. Stack almost brings that NBA, so many that. Kentucky, they've kind of reconfigured their lineup, but they still have Oscar Sheboy in the middle. And you kind of think, okay, we'll take on that challenge if we have to. They just know that they're there. In fact, three of the coaches are watching this one and yeah. scouting right behind yeah, us. And, and that's what I love. We, we've talked about it before, but I love their system and their game prep. And they will do – it's not like you have to reteach or rethink anything, but you will have the ability to impart what you think you need to do against either one of these teams, wherever the outcome is there. They'll be prepped to play tomorrow. And last year, John, the Aggies did so well in Tampa with that prep of doing it in a ballroom, in a hotel and having mental practice, which they're going to have tonight. And they did that throughout uh, the NIT. You don't always get the shoot around. You don't always get that time on the court. They took advantage of it while they were here. Now, because of that prep, it's going to carry over with some of their leaders and experienced guys. And again, the conditioning is everything. Uh, physical stature is another thing. But what, what you say right now, I thought Arkansas kind of waned a little bit yeah. late. I think, I mean, it was a hard fought fatigue game. It's important to get off your feet now. It's a quick turnaround and rejuvenate. 
And that's the benefit of getting the double bye for AM, you think? Because Arkansas had to no, play for no, him and, yeah. in a slugfest, right? Yeah, no question. Against somebody like us, yeah. that's a battle. What's going to be different, John, is this place, if Kentucky wins, will be a whole lot of blue. And it is getting yeah, noisy. If you're listening right now, you just heard what happens yeah. when they make a three. So, yeah. yeah, hey, our guys love challenges. Is what they got. What we've learned as this season's progressed, don't discount anything that this team can't do. Two o'clock tomorrow with our Dos Equis tip-off show. And then... Right around 2.30 for the matchup. Alabama-Missouri will be the first game. John and I will join you at 2 o'clock for that second semifinal. And this team, this team, <laughs> man, that's all I can say. This team coming what, from behind. What fun. Again, we've been through a lot. At halftime, obviously, you're down. They bank in the three. But eh, we know our guys. We know they'll compete and absolutely built their way back into this thing and finish it off in style. 67-61 winners over Arkansas. The producer, of Aggie Bas uh, the producer of Aggie Basketball in our Learfield studios is Tony O'Neill. For Dr. John Thornton, for Boots Ranford, who joined us after this one, I'm Andrew Monaco. Aggies advance to the semifinals tomorrow. We'll join you at 2 with our Dos Equis tip-off show. Have a great Friday. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks and gig em. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, this has been the Post Game Show, presented by St. Joseph, your primary partner for primary care and the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. This has been Texas A&M Basketball, brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Texas A&M Sports Network.